Welcome to the Emo Social Club podcast, broadcasting to you live from EmoSocialClub.tv. I am Brian. And I'm Lizzie. This is the Emo Social Club podcast, the podcast that foregoes talking about emo music. Pretty much just focuses on Miley Cyrus and Nickelback. Yeah, you know, and sometimes we talk about, like, food laws, too, just for shits and gigs. Keep you on your yeah. toes. Yeah. We, we should maybe talk about emo music. This isn't this isn't that day. This is Sam One Casey day. day. Yeah. This is a day, day for Sam Don't Casey. Worry. Uh Sam Casey is our guest on this episode. Uh we get in everything. We get everywhere. We go down every hole. Uh that's not how I wanted to say that. We go down every road. Uh and we just, you know, we get to the bottom of it. Uh Sam is Canadian, so you know, we had to figure that out. What does that even mean? Where what even is, is Canada? What is yeah, what does that mean? Like holistically philosophically what does it mean to be canadian (laughs) whispered offensively uh yeah so non-derogatory non-derogatory canadian uh sam casey this is a really fun episode so we're gonna get into that in a second but first uh i don't know what they call stars in canada but if you were to give us any you'd be giving us five of them uh, yeah. Anywhere where you're listening to this podcast, you can rate us five stars or five poutines or five whole poutines. <laughs> yeah, whatever it is, but we're worth five of them. Uh, so please give us a little rating. It helps for people to find us. It helps people to find our guests. Helps to get uh, you know the word out about cool music and such. Uh, you know, Nickelback really needs the boost. <laughs> Yeah, you know, they're they're just struggling, you know. They came back really hard in that hard butt rock thing, yeah. and people are like, hey, where's Rockstar? I don't want to stay How the hell we end up like this? I don't know, listen, man. Listen, I haven't seen... Listen, we only got Nickelback right now up in, like, Milwaukee. I don't see him coming back to Chicago. It's, oh. go, it's, a bit, it's pretty rough. We didn't talk about this on the episode, but they have two shows in Illinois this summer. Uh, one of them is in Bloomington, Illinois for Tailgate and... Oh, boys. no. Craig has already said we're going. In Bloomington? <laughs> uh, Bloomington, Illinois. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bloomington, Rip. normal area. Yikes. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> but where's the other Illinois one? Oh, Chicago. Uh, Tinley. The, the, we're really yeah. picking the worst venues. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry you have to go to the venues to see Nickelback. I'm My sorry bad. we can't go to the normal venue in the city. What do you mean? You're not Nickelback is not going to play fucking Aragon. I think <laughs> like, they, they should. I yeah, they can they sell should. more tickets than that. They they will sell banger times tickets. Banger. T- yeah, that's a lot. That's a metric banger ton. Wow, <laughs> banger is, is ton. that? I mean, I know they have different measurements up in Canada, but I didn't know it was that different. That's crazy. Yeah, that's how it's measured there. Um, <laughs> you can also, if you choose to let us know what you think about our takes and our talks. Uh, you can also find us on Instagram at Emo Social Club, on Twitter at X Emo Social Club X. That's also the same on TikTok. Uh, and just give us your give us your thoughts. Uh, where will we see you at a Nickelback show this summer? You know, uh, 
We just bought Fall Out Boy tickets. We could just talk about Fall Out Boy, you know? Yeah, we, we could talk about Fall Out Boy all over again. Uh, we nah, bought tickets done. at Wrigley, and we'll just see you there. We'll see you there. Uh, message us, DM us on any app of your choice. Uh, you can also watch the video version of this over on our YouTube channel. We also have some good content up over there. Go check out our good content, hashtag good content. Uh, and uh, as you may know, because we have been talking about it, uh, we are nominated for the best music podcast in the Chicago reader. Woo. So if you go to the description below, you will see that link to vote for us. Chicagoreader.com slash best music uh, because we are the best music podcast. Yes. In Chicagoland, uh, ideally. ideally. Voting goes until the 15th of February. Yep. So go so get it in. So you still got time. And then we really? find out in April. Yeah. Fuck Yeah. Tabulations for votes take a long time. Okay. Yeah. So make sure that you're you're there and we'll make sure that you're here. And uh coming up right here, right now, there we are. Yeah. It's Sam Casey. Welcome to the Emo Social Club podcast, broadcasting to you live from emosocialclub.tv. I am Brian. And I'm Lizzie, and we're here this evening with our new bestie from Canada. Sam Casey, thanks so much for hanging out with us tonight. Oh, hi guys! Thanks for having we me. We were discussing regional differences. You're—I I also mentioned uh, that you were our—you are now our second Canadian guest on the podcast. Uh, so you know we have a lot of questions. Uh, for example, uh, why is poutine? I already know the answer to that. <laughs> why is poutine, poutine rules, dude? why is poutine the thing is is the question the answer to your question is just it's mm -hmm. it's because and then as soon as you have it you're like yeah. oh okay because because like because as soon as you have it you're like oh my god i can't believe i haven't been living like this before poutine is the most american Poutine's thing that like... canada does yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's so true great fat fat and cheese with fries like yes. I will say there we have a poutine place in my um town and it's right next to the college and it's open till 2 a.m and they have a variety of poutine and i'm oh. like this uh exactly fits the demo for a college town <laughs> uh well why don't you introduce sure. yourself uh to us you're you're an artist so usually we're like oh introduce every member of the band who's not here so if you want to shout out anybody who plays with you and just be like hey fuck these guys uh <laughs> otherwise just tell us about you and tell us about uh you know your your music and all that um okay well hi i'm sam casey as they said i'm uh i'm from canada i'm from toronto um my producer mike and i mike schlosser he's based at edmonton we work really close together so i feel like um like i got a band i mean tristan ryan Susie, Juliana, Dave, Ben, everyone that's ever played with me, I love you. Um, but uh, yeah, Mike and I work really closely together on pretty much all my stuff. So I feel like he's like my band. Like all the songs are written with him. So it's like, you're my guy. Um, but yeah, right now I'm just, I'm in my like second year of releasing new music with pop guru this uh it's like a really cool boutique label in toronto um and graham stairs is like my bestie for the restie and he has just been helping me for the last two and a half years just figure out like 
really like who the fuck I am and then also like what I want to like put out there and like I feel like at times it's so much more than like a manager artist relationship like I'm like Graham I'm so anxious about like what's going on right now I'm, I'm gonna cry like please help me and then he'll be like okay let's chat about it like really what's important what do you need to figure out like I'm like, I just, I really love him. So everyone on the team's amazing. We're making some good music. We're releasing stuff every every few months. We have a new release now. We've got a lot in the vault. Um, so yeah, we've got some a show coming up. We've got a few releases coming up. I just had a release last week where I'm fucking Sam, my new single. So that's really exciting. And yeah, I'm just, I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to see what's going on at the Emo Social Club. <laughs> and uh, I'm excited for this year in music. Uh, so I was about to say, so a lot of the music that you put out, it seems like you put out stuff back in 2016, and then it's only over this last, like, um, previous year, because we're basically in a new year still. It's weird. You've started to put out more frequently. What was the kind of, like, catalyst for you to start to do it again after such kind of, like, a long period? Um, well, in 2016, I released um, an album that I wrote, like, by myself with, um, sorry, I'm randomly getting a call right now. <laughs> um, I, my older sister, I'm like, this is the biggest moment on. of my life. Can you stop? Can you just not do this right now? Um, yeah, uh, I don't even know what I was Hannah, you threw me off. My God. Uh, what was what was I saying? <laughs> what was I even talking about? What what were we talking about? Uh, the music me. that you were coming out with in 2016, you wrote it by yourself. So I wrote it by myself at like 15. And it was like, it, like if you like think about, I don't know if you've listened to it, but one of the songs is like, hey, and it's like, hey, let's go out tonight and I'll shake my thing until we drop. Like, it's very like finding myself sexually trying to talk about like going out with guys but in a really respectful way because I'm 15 and don't know how to like I'm not going to club so I'm like not saying that I am <laughs> um but that was like very much so me and my guitar teacher he was like starting producing and we just did that and that was like really like thank thank god to my parents honestly for helping me out but i think that was more of a like they were like oh she really wants to do this and i we don't know if she can but we'll we'll help her like right now and then after that i was like let's do it and you know i was reaching out to a bunch of people it wasn't really catching on it was like not really hitting um and so i went to university but before i went to university i was playing in some bars and i got basically asked to do a demo at revolution recordings by this guy kim cook and uh since then uh, i went to uni and he passed my stuff on to a few people and graham like three years later was like that girl that you once showed me i would love it so then we've been working ever since then so i think that's like that was the the break was me going to uni and just like being completely not really doing music just like playing music in my dorm room and releasing like little things that I was making on literally like with my voice recording on my phone, like not good. Um, and then now that I've been with Graham, all this new stuff is all with pop guru and the confidence emperors. And uh, this is like, I would say really me, the, the I'm fucking Sam release and what's coming after that is like, 
it took me a while to find what I wanted to sound like and what I wanted to say. And now I know what I want to say. And it's like, I'm fucking Sam. And I don't care what you think. And Stupid Bitch is coming out soon. And that's pretty self-explanatory. So, I mean, like, there's, like, yeah, yeah. I think the second that little break was me just being normal and going to uni and not touching my creative side. And then I came back and I was like, I'm ready to go full throttle. This is where I feel really old because I am. <laughs> I am very old. Uh, oh. It also just is like, I, I, so growing up in the Chicago scene, it was very much like, it's all about who you know, always, of course. Like if you know somebody who can pass your thing along to somebody else, it's, it's super helpful. But I also feel like there was just a, a certain sense of like, yeah, I'm not going to do that shit for you. Like it does. If it doesn't benefit me, I'm not going to do it. Like no one was doing like music discovery and helping other artists in like an altruistic way. They're just like, nah, like, I don't know you. Fuck you. I don't care if your music is good or if your music is good. I hate you. Don't be don't be so good. Stop being as good as you are. You're you're better than me. I don't like that. But it sounds like the scene that you grew up in is much more like people who just like creating things and working with you as like who you are and then like pushing you on to somebody who can help you to get to like that next level. 100%. And I also feel like weirdly, I know tons of people, I don't know if this was what it was like for you guys, but lots of musicians I know grew up in like musical families and like, you know, grew up around other musicians and their parents were friends with musicians and stuff. And, like, my parents love music and they respect music and they do have friends that play, like, gigs. But I wasn't, like, raised in, like, the music industry and I didn't know I didn't know anyone. So then it actually, I feel like the older I got and the more I did music, my whole neighborhood, everybody, my whole community was like, let's back this bitch because we don't <laughs> have anybody else. Like, like let's go. Like, full-blown Sam Casey because it's like we don't have someone else kind of in the neighborhood to do that to so i feel like the like everyone's supporting like you were saying like yeah like i'll pass it on to this person and i'll do this no one was really in the music industry per se so they're like i'll pass it to anyone that i know that's in anything <laughs> we just want to see someone from this neighborhood like do something and like i grew up with them all so it's like they're like oh you're like my fourth daughter and i'm just gonna pass this along to my brother or something like that so the not musical thing actually, I think, helped in the end rather than hindered. But I think that was the community thing. It was like our community so close. So everyone was like, for sure, like, we'll just get her in a bar and we'll do whatever. That's so I think much that's nicer. so interesting. Yeah. That's like interesting and cool because I like the collaborative environment, I feel, is so hit or miss, at least like here in Chicago, like Chicagoland, because... I, I mean, I don't play in a band or anything. I have no musical skills whatsoever. That's why I just yell at people behind the scenes. But when it's like you have these people and you have these people doing things, it's, it's like usually within your own like music circle, but you have to like establish yourself first. And then like your parents are hopefully there for you and are like, yeah, like I don't know what's going on, but my kid is doing this music thing. <laughs> but I feel like this is such more of like a like collectivist mindset which i think is very cool and actually like abnormal in western cultures more often than not but i really do appreciate that type of energy because at least out here we don't and from like a lot of people that i know that i'm friends with in bands like they didn't grow up in musical families 
And the most like adjacent that they get to knowing someone who works within the music industry or in another band or something is only when they start to reach like that level and they start to like self-insert and wedge themselves into that musical scene. Yeah, I think it helps now that I'm like, you know, people are more, I would say, interested in passing my name along that that I've now released stuff. But like, I do think, yeah, that what you're saying, there was this like overt, everyone was like, we just want to help in any way we can. And maybe that's a, I don't know if that's a Canadian thing or if it's just my community or if it's like maybe just a Toronto. I don't know if the music scene in Toronto, I don't, that's another kind of bad thing is that because I was so comfortable in my community and like with my, you know, my friends are so, they come to all my music videos and they're so involved in everything with music. Like it really is this collective like team thing. Um, I never really searched for like friends in the music industry. And I never like went out of my way to like connect with all these people in the music industry. Cause I felt so supported by my community. And that probably has you know, hindered me from some relationships. But at the end of the day, it was this amazing feeling of like, I don't feel alone, even though I, I, I feel alone in like what I'm doing, but I don't feel like I'm unsupported or like if I needed to fall back, there'd be so many people to be like, no girl, you've got it. Get back up. So yeah, yeah. Like very different, I'm guessing. But yeah, that is, was my experience. Yeah. There's like that, uh, I'm an old head. So it's like one of the, like, you know punk rock values and, and i'm saying this in a sarcastic way because i'm like no fuck that shit but like the paying your dues conversation yeah, and like you know you're not a part of it but you have to like be a part of it and like go out there and like struggle and i think hopefully that's like not something people still believe anymore they understand that like you know just because it was hard for you doesn't mean that it should be hard for everybody and that like you don't have to be withholding. So, I mean, I, I hope that that's the experience you've had. Cause I remember like, yeah, there's just a lot of people who are like, no, I've been doing it for like 10 years and you're just starting. So like, you don't get anything and we're going to hold everything to ourselves. I'm like, dude, you like, you suck. Like you just, you just, just. I can imagine like little Brian, which is like what? 21 year old Brian being like, you suck. <laughs> like like me. I've been I've been six foot one since like twenty uh two thousand and nine, <laughs> if that if not or before that. So like yeah, no. Everybody yeah. chill. He's been guys, six foot one since two thousand nine. Nobody yeah, say anything. Receipts. He doesn't have he, he's not a short king. Yeah. <laughs> no, check he's the, not. Check the door frame in my childhood home because I have pencil marks at six foot one from the years that I was that. Yeah. Call my mom. Yeah. Call number, my mom. Her number is in the description of the. Fu- no. <laughs> <laughs> no. No one doxes. <laughs> I would be doxing my Every, mom. Everyone, everyone meet at the Gex tree in Brian's hometown, and you can see how tall he is. I'm as tall as the 100 Gex tree in. That's really crazy. That's not true. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I just think that, like, you know, being in that in that environment, like. It, it just kind of ruins the idea of the music industry for you. And it just makes you like, eh, you know, if this is what I have to do in order to like be taken seriously when all I really want to do is just create cool stuff like you don't want to do it. Uh, and I think that's why we have a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I I could be a few years away from a podcast myself. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I mean, like. 
I think it's so it is it's it, I've had a very supportive experience, but 100 percent, like you're saying, like in the music industry, I think in itself, it's like everyone kind of wants to shut you down before they want to admit that you may be right or that your idea is sick. Like their first approach is like, OK, well, wait a second, Chicky, <laughs> you're like 22 and you know fucking nothing. And then they hear the song maybe a bit more produced and they're like, mm. <laughs> okay maybe you know like it's it's very it's it feels like you're you're not people aren't their first thing isn't oh this girl's gonna rock my socks off their first thing is she's probably gonna suck so you have to go above and beyond to just be even like oh okay she's okay or he's okay like the music industry's <laughs> tough I feel like even it's tough. I feel like even now because like with like the MGK and like the pop punk revival in the mainstream Anytime you have anybody new within the last couple of years come out with any type of music that has a semblance of that sound, even if it is like a pop punk band that has been like underground for enough time and it's, they're starting to break out or any like artist just trying to like either blend into that or just put music out that sounds like that. Everybody is saying like, I don't like this. This is generic. It's overproduced. And have you like experienced that yet? Because like I listen to to your music and I'm like, oh, this is like this this very much vibes in this realm and it very much fits. And that's something that, you know, a lot of our friends at least listen to and very much like. And it's very like stuff that we listen to and also like. But I also know there are a lot of people out there <laughs> who are terrible <laughs> and say dumb and stupid things. <laughs> but have you experienced that type of like, I don't even want to say feedback because it's not even like solid feedback it's just people being mean <laughs> but have you experienced that since starting to put all this type of music out now that you're in this genre that's a little bit like construed now because it is in the mainstream i mean i don't think enough people are listening to me to give me feedback yet like i mean if it, like i think i gotta be i think i i need to get a bigger audience for people to have haters you know like right now it's my mom's book club and a bunch of her friends so it's like it's I, <laughs> when i think about the listeners i'm like i know every listener <laughs> um but uh i i think that realistically I'm I feel like my producer Mike and I might like we kind of do that to ourselves because as you said it is such now like everyone is trying to kind of take a different take on this this vibe this like pop punk revival kind of thing and I think a lot of people are trying to do what was done and we have a really hard time because we're not trying to do that we're trying to make a new thing we're trying to take a little bit from the pop punk we're trying to take a little bit from rock and roll like the songs that we're releasing in the next year it's like we're trying not to have all the albums kind of sound like the same song one after another it we're we're trying to have this like yes she could be pump punk but she could also fit in like indie punk she could also fit in rock indie you know like i i want i don't want to be like stuck in this oh she's trying to do pop punk which I feel like people will probably have a ton of feedback on. And I'm like, that's really cool. If you guys are like, what does she think she's doing? She's just doing pop punk. It's like, okay, sure. If that's what you think. But we're, I think the goal, like the, the key to right now with this, like over like saturated um, genre of pop punk 
is to really find what your version of pop punk is like you know like specifically sam's pop punk specifically what i would want to hear in pop punk that's what i need to be producing and like not think about blink 182 and just literally just redo it like i i it's like a constant thing in my head that i'm doing like don't be like them and don't keep doing it and that's already been done girl and like yeah i think the feedback right now is coming from in my own head and from my producer but i can guarantee there'll be some yikes <laughs> once i uh, once there's a few more listeners it doesn't take that much to get haters i've found people will hate yeah it just just come out with like a spicy take start beef with someone yeah you can come up with one on this episode I, too we'll just make one yeah. we'll post it we'll just get we can start beef with someone yeah. this is what we're gonna do you guys choose i don't know i don't know <laughs> sometimes i'm like you know all you gotta do is just like have one strong opinion posted on the internet but you have to like kind of just like let it ride and just be okay with it but then all of a sudden everybody's yeah. like coming to you and they're like oh well like you know i agree or i disagree and it's like well what does this person do and then all of a sudden they're listening and it's like all right we did it and all i had to do is talk shit about uh, hamburgers or something, something. yeah hamburgers. yeah like something yeah. crazy uh yeah you just find just find like that most like innocuous idea just be like you know what i got a strong opinion on uh you know the star wars franchise oh no yeah. no that you're gonna that. Be never mind that. that never mind that let's be careful food based is usually that. fair like just let just just say be like really like obscure too so people are gonna have to think about it and then it won't get that deep but if someone does get really deep you're like mm, that person's a little mm -hmm. bit like they can go in yeah. the corner so like if you were yeah. like from the mcdonald's characters and you were like i fucking hate grimace i hate that wow. he's big and purple and fluffy wow. hate him wow. I don't. I have no. I am indifferent about Grimace. Crazy, this crazy Lizzie okay. would say that. Everybody, everybody, but... please clip that and post it and send it to McDonald's corporate. Oh no! I was Repost. thinking about it because Loungefly released a McDonald's like bag, like release, and I was watching TikToks last night. People reviewing it, and I was like, actually, some of them are kind of cute because it's like a little um, Happy Meal box that used to be like when we were kids, like in the cardboard one. And it's like a purse. Oh, but cute. anyway, but if you like have something obscure and you're like, I hate Grimace from McDonald's and you go on like some weird thing of like rants for like a minute about like why you hate Grimace, then people will be like, why do you hate Grimace? Like, what did he do to you? And then but people get talking. Well, I feel like one hot take in Canada specifically would be and I kind of have to have this hot take because my boyfriend's dad works for McDonald's. Ooh. So whenever I get Tim Hortons, he's like okay fine whatever like he gets like upset about it so i like mcdonald's better than tim hortons but like in canada that's a hot take like you don't you everyone drinks timmy's in canada like that's what it is so i feel like we'll start there i like mcdonald's more than tim hortons people and i'll just get every week i'll just say something more and more kind of outlandish <laughs> until yes, i break exactly. the internet there you go. exactly there you go that's a safer so... way to break the internet does now here's the thing i've never been to a tim hortons but does Pretty tim good. hortons also have like like breakfast food that's like mcdonald's yeah okay. yeah they've got they've got something that mcdonald's doesn't have and this really is a tim hortons staple they have a farmer's wrap and a farmer's wrap is 
like whatever it is, pita, I don't know, like a uh, tortilla. And then it's two hash browns. You can do bacon or sausage. So you could do two hash browns, two sausage patties, two eggs, and chipotle sauce with cheese. Ooh, okay. And it's so <laughs> fucking good. Like it, it, and they like, they toast it. It's so good. And that's like when I'm going to McDonald's, that's the only thing I'm like, oh, I can't get the farmer's wrap. When you can always go and get the latte from the McDonald's and then go to Timmy's and just be like, what now? That's very true. I could. But then, yeah, my boyfriend would have an aneurysm because he'd be like, <laughs> just McDonald's, please. Have you been to a McDonald's in the U.S.? Yeah. Yeah, it's way so worse. That's, that's where I'm like, the Canadian audience is going to feel a certain way about what you're describing here because Tim Hortons, it's a it's a national treasure. Uh but McDonald's is garbage, trash food here. Uh, like, do you guys like not go to Ryan McDonald's? I, I don't. McDonald's. I will not eat it. It's like really bad. There's even been times where I'm like, I think Brian is dying and he needs food, and I'm like, nope. the only let thing is McDonald's. You want McDonald's? He's like, absolutely not. I'm like, oh no, let you're me go into. Die. The, let me go into the beyond. It doesn't matter. It's fine. McDonald's is just really, really bad. Oh my god. Uh, I will eat other fast food, um, but. Wendy's. Wendy's. Like what? I'll hit up a Wendy's, um, Burger King, Taco Bell, all of it. I'm fine. Burger I'm King. Fine with it. Okay, well, Burger King's really they, bad they, here. They, they get... like we don't have like any Burger Kings. Like you have to search for a Burger really? King in Canada. Yeah. I mean, is it because of the creepy King commercials? I'd get that. <laughs> that dude was really. It might. Insane. It might have been. We're very sensitive. No Kings. No short Kings line in Canada, guys. Canada may not be the friendliest place, actually. <laughs> We're secretly like me we're yeah. self-righteous over here it's it's but i imagine like a little bit of superiority usually and i i know this about because I, I don't think i've had mcdonald's elsewhere in the world when i've traveled i think i've only had like burger kings or other like local fast food type things like kfc is huge in a lot of other places and i'm like oh okay i'll try kfc here but there's so many like laws and regulations about food this is Probably the point in which most people are going to turn off this podcast, but hold on. Don't, don't shut it off. For the music. Why are we yeah. talking about ethical I'm going to talk to you about ethical consumption of food and, and laws around food handling and product. And and I, please stay on. There will be more Period. talk about music, I promise. I know. Yeah, it's you know what? It's just it's sandwiched in. Don't worry, guys. You get all yeah, you just you just 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 give me two seconds. You, listen, there's no other music podcast you will get this. We're going to learn so much on this conversation. Uh, like in Ireland, for example, like there's so many laws about like what can go into food and like then you eat a fast food and it's like, oh, my God, this tastes like a world away from from what I've had in the U.S. But U.S. it's just like, you know what? I found this in the dumpster. It sounds like our new recipe. We're going to make that. And that's now on the menu. No, it's, it's I didn't want to say anything, but the burger meat. If you have a burger, a McDonald's burger in Canada, like they're not great patties, but they're like, it's like a patty. When you go to McDonald's, like I couldn't believe in America, like the patty yeah. wasn't yeah. beef. We like it wasn't that. a patty. I was like, this is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they the found it in the back of the <laughs> yeah. freezer. They said, eh, it looks decent. Let's it's go. like they just like, it's like if you ever made like Play-Doh food as a kid, it's like they just said, let's make a restaurant chain of that for some reason. Oh, it, no. it's, it's just really bad <laughs> so and like 
I'm not here to say that like, oh, I think Burger King is like objectively better. They make better patties. They put better things in there. But like McDonald's straight up has food scientists who are like, how can I make the smell and the experience of being around a McDonald's like this? There has been a time where I've been into it. it, This was White Castle, but like just smelling White Castle. Like I was like, dude, I got to get out of here. Like this is rough. This just doesn't. The the sensation of being around some of this food is just like it's it's a full body it's overwhelming. overwhelming disgusting sense. So like yeah, um, please clip all of this and send this to your boyfriend <laughs> so that he knows how America feels and how I'm like. Tell him to put his, Tim Horton. I, tell him to put his dad into Tim Hortons in yeah. Chicago. So then we have that. Seriously. I, I think that's next on our docket. There's some in Wisconsin <laughs> and move. Michigan. So if you drive far enough, enough north, yeah, you can it get some. Sense. Okay. Yeah. But we're we're too far away. But I, I've had Tim Hortons before and I will say I like it a lot. But yeah. It's pretty good. It does the business. Pretty good. Know? Hello Club. If you haven't heard already, the podcast is nominated for the best music podcast in all of Chicagoland, thanks to the Chicago Reader. And you can vote for us to actually claim that full title, which is wild and crazy cool, but we need you to go online as long as you are a Chicagoland, Illinois resident. You can go on there and cast your vote for us, along with a bunch of other really cool people who are also nominated for a variety of other categories like Best Photographer, Best Concert Design Poster, Best Music Venue, and things like that. To cast your vote, you can head on over to chicagoreader.com backslash best and let it be known that Emo Social Club might just be the best music podcast in all of Chicagoland for at least 2022 at least. Voting runs until Wednesday, February 15th, so make sure you get those in. And of course, thank you so much thank for you, supporting all, us Thank you, all the listeners who have stayed around for Food Law. Uh, Thank you. For food law? I'm so that's sorry. I, I didn't no, know no, no. it was going to go there. That's just on me. And I accept Listen, all of no, the hate it, mail. It's okay. Listen, <laughs> uh, McDonald's headquarters is based in Chicago. Uh, they should know better. The Guys, we're speaking directly yeah. to you now. The original, uh, the original McDonald's from my hometown. Welcome. Like that photo with all the cars out front, and it's just like the yep. little sandwich shop. Yep. I love is, that. Uh, that's where I grew up. Welcome. And we, yeah, they took away the rock and roll McDonald's. It's called what? No, I, I'm just saying, fuck them. It's from my hometown. It's so, <laughs> oh, it like, oh, I thought you meant it's from my hometown. Yeah, fuck them. Fuck them. And I was like, fuck, yeah. fuck them where? Fuck, fuck them Illinois. Minnesota. <laughs> fuck them. Oh, yeah. it's fuck them Illinois. Fuck okay. <laughs> No, stop. no. Uh, uh, Des Plaines, Illinois, is the is the town. Um, it's still a museum now, it. so it's it's there. Uh, and there's That's a McDonald's cool. across the street from it. My mom would go to that. Uh, it's legally there has yeah. to be probably, but they stopped like serving there, so it's like just locked, and it just still exists oh. as a landmark. That's lame. Yeah. I mean, guys, why don't we loiter? What it's like, guys? What if we kissed at the, what if we kissed the McDonald's abandoned museum? McDonald's <laughs> across from the McDonald's museum? underneath the gex tree what if we loitered i like that that was your first what if we loitered i was talking with friend. friends recently and i don't know why we've been using the word loiter a lot lately and i'm like that's so weird but yeah let's loiter signs tell me not to do it i want to nice. do it i now. like it 
Well, we need evidence next time you do it. Uh, well, let's let's talk about music. So you you <laughs> have a song that just came out. I'm fucking Sam. Uh, which you know yes. we know. I got the sense I know what it's about. Um, you also have some other music coming up soon. You said stupid bitch and all that, but uh, what people should go check out? I'm fucking Sam. What should they expect from that song? And what should they expect from uh, stupid bitch coming out? Um, well, I feel like I'm fucking Sam. Uh, it's kind of like a I'm trying. I tried to do a like zero fucks given kind of song like it's kind of being like no matter what i do you're all like everyone's gonna have an opinion so fuck it i am this exact person and i i just can't i can't can't do anything about it like i am me so there's nothing i can do so just either love it or fucking hit the road um i feel like that uh that really sums up i'm fucking sam and uh, Stupid Bitch that's coming out is a bit more... I honestly wrote it. I feel bad now, but I wrote it about my friend. And I've told her, so it's all good. <laughs> um, but I, for a while, I was like, girl, you stupid bitch. You just keep going back. But then I, as I was, like, writing this, I kind of wrote it about her. And then, like, literally a week after writing this, and I hadn't even finished it, um my boyfriend i found out my boyfriend of like a year and a half or like two years was like cheating on me so we broke up and i got back together with him and i was doing this whole like oh my god i can't believe christina she's just so stupid she keeps going back and it was me i was the stupid <laughs> bitch the call was coming from inside the house oh and i didn't know like, oh no it's me i'm it's me bitch. i wrote it about me and i i subconsciously i was like christina ew but it was me um so that song's like for all like it's just for all the girls like it's not even it doesn't have to be about like the guy that you like went back to after two years it could be about a guy that you like keep sleeping with every week or a girl that you just like literally cannot like get rid of like you just you want to get rid of them but you keep going back um it could be yeah it's kind of about anyone or anything like that like if drugs too i mean I know a few people that have that relationship with drugs and not with a significant other. So I'm like, it's really about something that you just can't shake. But you know you're a stupid bitch when you go back to it, but you just fucking own it. So that's that. <laughs> and the next EP, that's going to be more along that lines. More songs about weed and toxic relationships. It yeah. explains yeah. itself. Yeah, it's pretty straightforward. Everyone knows what they're yeah. getting when they go into it. Mm-hmm. There was like... Mm -hmm. There was some uh, conversation before. Uh, I don't know if it's still di in the discourse now. Lizzie, you'll have to be my discourse uh, person for this if it's still of in course. the discourse. But it was like, uh, hey, if you're going to write a song and it's going to be like this metaphor and this grand idea, like it'd be really nice for you to just be like, this is what it's about. <laughs> like, just tell us because like, yeah, there's a lot of thoughts and ideas here. Just tell us what it is. So I can also really appreciate it just like, Hey, that's what it is. Ah, oh, all right, awesome. Like straightforward. Yeah. Don't think, don't think too deeply about yeah. it. I totally agree. I think that is that also kind of. I feel like it's kind of along the punk line. Like some of the punk people, they got it. Like they were like, "This is what it exactly is," and I'm just gonna say this eight times, and that is what I'm saying. 
And I feel like the same way. I'm like, I just, these guys didn't have time. These girls and guys, they didn't have time to like fuck around and search for the ulterior meaning or the deeper motive. They were like, I am fucking Sam. And I don't care what you think. You know, like, it, like it's just, I'm a stupid bitch sometimes when I think he'll be better. And he's not. Like, that's what it is. There's no hiding the meaning. It's not like you're in, like, an English lit class and you're looking at, like, and you're reading a book. You're like, wow, the red curtains mean this deep symbolic meaning. You're like, no, they're just red. Oh, my God. They're just red. It's so embarrassing. And even, like, the stuff that I released, like, a year ago, I literally am already, I'm like, oh, God. I think about some of it, like, Fight Fire with Fire. I love that song. But I'm like, oh, you were so sensitive babe <laughs> like you were so philosophical you were like you fired fire with fire like everything it, it was just it's very like yeah it makes you kind of like oh she is in an english lit class when really it's like you could have just been like you're an asshole <laughs> yeah when you're an asshole like you know like when i'm mad you make <laughs> me more mad like that's really what happened like when I think back to all the emo bands who did like the, you know, 20 words in a song title and like had all these like grand ideas, grandiose meaning behind everything. And I remember like the music is good, but I don't fucking know what they're talking about. And like, well, you don't even know what they're saying. I don't know what they're saying. I don't know what they're talking about. (laughs) And it is that sort of like, I wrote this down in my journal and now I'm singing it type thing. And it's very like, like what I've noticed is like you write a lyric and it means something to you and then you just say it, but you don't really like have that audience of the other person in there ever. It's kind of just like, no, this is just it. And I get it. Why do you have to get it? And it's like, well, because the music you're writing is not for just you. It's for other people. That's why you're performing it. That's why you're mm-hmm. creating it. Maybe give them a little something. Maybe give them a little, you know, just, just dabble some uh, actual meaning on top of that for another human being. 100 percent and you can also like i'm like you can we do a lot of like word play like you just it doesn't mean your music has to sound dumb or straightforward or like you're spoon feeding something to someone you can just find a way to be clever in other parts of your songwriting like while being straightforward about what the point of the song is you can use certain like double meanings for words or stuff like that to be clever in the music it it doesn't take away the like intellectual property of the, the actual writer or the music like at all i feel like it's really cool if you can be smart and write well when you're not being emotional and using these metaphors and like symbols and stuff like that and i think it's just like it depends on your audience alice is in the chat disagreeing and i'm not i'm not going to take any disagreements from the chat uh, but, and, and I mean, there's there's certain music and there's certain styles and there's certain genres where it fits more. But I have found that like over time, the music that has stuck with me more is the music that just is kind of more relatable on its face. Um, one of the bands that comes to mind is Chiodos, where I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I get it. You liked reading books and you thought it was really cool to say some of these big words, but once you tried to get like like i i don't know craig owens very well but once he tried to get a little bit more like philosophical but like more straightforward i understood it so much less because that just clearly wasn't his writing style and i'm like yeah but now i don't i don't know what you're talking about then and i don't know what you're talking about now but somehow your lyrics have gotten worse (laughs) 
and I understand so much less. And I can't relate to it. I don't feel anything of it. Like it's the music is there, the breakdowns are there, but like I'm not feeling more about like what you're saying to me and how you're speaking it to me. I don't know this That's guy. Fine. Again, I'm a hundred years Who old. Who is he? Uh, Chiodos was like this. I, I want to like, know. How do I explain Craig Owens? I so <laughs> so for the for the listener at home. I my old band worked with Craig Owens on an EP. He was the singer of Chiodos, and then kicked out of Chiodos, and then went back to Chiodos. Uh, real, you know, stupid bitch energy. <laughs> um, yeah, and like he, I I think he partially is starting to own up to his stupid bitchness mm-hmm. though. From what it sounds like. Yeah, I mean, he's a nice enough guy. Um, he, uh, I, the only reason I feel fine talking shit is because it's like, yeah, you're a nice enough person, but also like you spent a lot of years thinking you were the shit and then needed to get kind of knocked down a peg to realize like, no, I was just one of many people doing something I loved and I don't need to be like an arrogant prick about it. And I can just be a normal guy and do normal things. And now I think he's way nicer and way easier to get along with. So uh, that's why I feel fair talking shit about something that happened like 10, 12, 15 years ago. It's like, yeah, who cares? We're all different from 15 years ago. But it, it really, it's more just about like that, that lyrical sense and like how music like affects you as a listener and how you can like relate to it. And like most of the music that stands the test of time is the ones where you can like kind of kind of feel yourself in it and like relate to it and then you become uh more interested in the artist because now you're like our stories we're we're you know we're just on the same train track we're living the same life we're going to the same place like i feel it because it it means something to me in that way i just like i i hope to god that one day some little girls in her room like the way i was in my room listening to like taylor swift being like she knows me like she somehow met my mom and my mom told her all about me because she's writing songs about my life like I really thought and I had you know every every young kid has the like well once I meet them I just need to meet them and then they'll love me you know and I'm like I just hope at one point my music is some girls like I just hope she'll love me and I just hope they know I love you already you know, it's like, I hope there's a girl sitting in there that's listening to the music and it's like, <laughs> right, I love myself. I love this bitch. I love it all. And then I'm like, bitch, I love you. Alice is going to call this parasocialist. <laughs> Parasocial relationships. Yeah. But I mean, I feel like that's like normal, though, especially mm-hmm. if you have, if you want to have like that younger fan base, too, or just someone who's like in the same age range and they're like looking for like similarities to just like look at and be like, yeah. This person like gets me and I feel like no one else does, but this happens and that's like kinda like a good like solace feeling if you're ever in like a really dark place and you're like, Yeah, I don't know this person. I may never meet who this person, but this gets me right now and that's what's gonna like get me through it. Yeah, like going through a breakup, like I've listened like, you know, Phoebe Bridger, like I feel I like it's like it it's like soul soothing. And I don't know if that will happen but i hope that's like i loved that so much about music like you just when someone's being honest and raw like you're saying when they're really like themselves and you can feel yourself in the song it like medication it's like so helpful and that's i just want to be that for somebody eventually it's it's positive parasocialism 
positive ways of like yeah like do you have you mentioned phoebe bridges and taylor swift but do you have like that artist that like you're like when i was a kid and when that that person did that thing to me it's like this is where i went and like that will always be that like record or song or artist or something like there is there somebody like that for you uh i think like miley cyrus yeah that's good like i like (laughs) there there's a there's a there's a ton of people but i i think miley mainly though because i grew up like with her like i like i grew up with hannah montana and when i was 10 i was a huge fan of hannah montana and as my music grew, she started doing backyard sessions and recording Jolene and all that those Bob that Bob Dylan tune and all that stuff. That's when I started to get into kind of indie music and I loved those. Then she went bangers and I was in high school and I was like full throttle, like, yeah, I'm rebelling from my parents. And then she, you know, did Malibu. Like she just the whole her journey, I've just been like, I am with you, girl. <laughs> like and so I I would have to say Miley solely because I I grew up like with her and not solely I I think she's an amazing artist and a really great songwriter but I mean I think a lot of it is the journey the climb the <laughs> yeah where Miley stands look if you where will Miley yeah. stands on the now pod. here's the thing now so flowers came out and everyone's like yes this is a banger but uh, there's been and I also believe in this too is like where was that love for plastic hearts because that yep. album went so under-recognized mm-hmm. when it came out. Okay, wait, when it came out, but, like, in our sphere over here, mm-hmm. huge. Really? Here, it, Plastic it, here hearts? I feel like it hardly hit as much. Really? as many Miley stands in oh, our Oh, I feel like... Yeah, I mean, we oh, saw Edge them at Lollapalooza, but oh. I don't personally know much many Miley stands. So good. Oh, no. When that album came out i th- i think though maybe the music maybe the canadian music scene you know the beaches that sounds uh, i don't know they're a rock they're a rock band from canada and i love them but like they're pretty they're really big in toronto and like that's that they came from toronto and then they became really big in toronto and maybe there's like a bigger rock scene in toronto i don't know but when that miley fucking album hit that was like also i was like oh i want i i can do <laughs> punk rock like that was like that plastic hearts for me. I was like, holy fuck, she's done everything. She's done country. She's done pop. She's now doing like fucking Joan Jet. Like yeah. she's like, I can't believe this. Like, I she's so versatile. And actually, I'm I'm sorry that that plastic hearts did not hit for you or like near you as as much as it should because that album fucks. No, you're right. Yeah, when. No, when she she played some when we saw her Lollapalooza and like at least from like where I was, because I lost Brian and he was gone. I, did, he was I gone. had to go. I had to get in there. <laughs> he had to go. He was gone. I was texting him like, "Where are you at?" He's like, "I don't know. I had another craft of wine." I'm like, "He's dead. That's it. He's dead." But where I was, like a bottle of wine. It's one drink. Oh my God. He, he's dead. And I got my second one, and I was like, "Cool. See you later." He's dead. But like he's around dead. where I was, like. Except for, like, a few people that I was with. Like, nobody was, like, popping off at any of those songs that, like, she played off of it. And I'm like, that's embarrassing for you. That that would, I would also feel that way. Like, I wouldn't, I'd be like, ew. Like, what a bad crowd. I'm like, ew, she's here in this custom Gucci jumpsuit, and you're, and you don't like this? Iconic. She was in a custom Gucci jumpsuit. I literally saw it, and I'm like, I would only ever want to get so famous that I can also have a, that, that same exact custom Gucci jumpsuit. (laughs) Because, oh my god. Yeah. 
she she's like i i just fuck, i don't know i have a serious crush on her um but yeah she she's amazing i'm so jealous i saw her bangers album pretty good to her i saw her yeah that and that was not gonna lie like bangers was an amazing i still i love bangers and i love plastic hearts and i love flowers i love all of her shit like i love malibu i'm like i none the fact she did plastic hearts doesn't make bangers less of a favorite to me like they're all everything miley's done i'm like yeah it's like as long as it's, it's got like, her name on it not only is she doing everything she's also doing everything at a top level like i would be really pressed to do a pop record it's like she's like no i can do a pop record i can do a rock record i can do you know like a whatever record and it's like yeah it's all gonna be good it's all gonna be top tier top level skill top level talent she sings amazingly it's like okay well fuck she might be one of the greatest artists of our time this is upsetting yeah <laughs> i really th i really think so like i that's i don't even want to get into it but yes i really really i'm having a really big girl crush <laughs> moment right now i like i just love her so much and she's mm -hmm. i feel like she's one of the like again like she came from disney channel fame but she has been one of the few like Disney Channel stars who like kind of made it out like okay, by comparison, and has also been like still a house a stronghold household mm -hmm. name, because you can say yes. Miley Cyrus to anybody, and like Brian didn't watch Hannah Montana; oh. it was after his time, but like you could say it to anyone who was like Brian's age or like older, and they're like, oh yeah, like I'm aware of Hannah Montana, yes. I'm aware of Miley Cyrus. And she can still book, like, these big arena and, like, huge shows, too, and be a headliner. Even when people are like, yep. well, she hasn't done anything in years. I'm like, I don't, first of all, that's a lie. But <laughs> if she, like, released an album and, like, for that whole album cycle, if she, like, toured maybe, like, you know, a, for that first year, took a year off and then toured and was basically still kind of on that same album, people would be like, yes, headliner, yep. let's go. Yeah. No questions asked. Yeah. Yeah. This is yeah, she's our, our last podcast in this one. We'll say this. We're now just we're 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 heavy on the Miley Cyrus train, and in our last one, we were heavy into Nickelback. And I feel like emo social club is just like no, actually, we fucking love Miley Cyrus and we fucking love Nickelback and their unstoppable <laughs> well, forces of nature. Let them live, let them cook, let them do their business because we cook, are no. we are just we're a couple kids out here just liking music and liking bands, and they're doing a great job. So shut the fuck up about Nickelback and shut the fuck up about Miley Cyrus. <laughs> yes. I yes for half, but also as, I respect as Nickelback. As a Canadian, you might have different feelings on Nickelback. I was about to Nickelback. say, as, home t as a country hero. <laughs> I mean, like, uh, my friends from uh, Scotland, like, love Nickelback. Like they are like they go to every Nickelback concert. They they travel to see Nickelback. He went on he got on a Nickelback st the stage one night and he got to sing part of one of the songs oh and he was like, no, he was like it was the best night of his life. Like, but I don't think of like, what's Nickelback's kind of I feel I shouldn't say it. he's a little they're a little bit of like I feel like they're made to be kind mm -hmm. of a joke in Canada, like it's like a, if, a like when you say oh. Nickelback, yeah, it it is. It's like a bit of a. But then we all yeah. listen to rock. Yeah, so. it look. 
we all rip yeah. rockstar <laughs> like people will have that take and that meme about it and that's fine you know but i think that like over time in many ways like when you have the benefit of hindsight to look at an artist and go like okay yeah we made fun of him like sure some of the lyrics of photograph are a little ridiculous and like we can make a meme out of it but then you realize like it's just fun like I don't need to put like a lot of thought into listening to Nickelback and that's awesome. You know, like give it just a little bit, give a little bit of time and then put it on at a party and everybody knows all the words and you're just like vibing out. Perfect. Don't think, don't think that deep about Nickelback. Think, yeah, they didn't fine. think they're, that they're deep just, about Chad it. Chad Croker is just there <laughs> being himself. Yeah. He doesn't care if you listen no. to be quite Chad honest. Chad Croker is like a millionaire. No. He doesn't give a shit about you. He used to be married to yeah, Avril Lavigne, yeah. right? Like, listen, he, he's good. He he doesn't have any other problems that we really should be concerned about. He has seen God. Yeah. He doesn't need you guys. Like, uh, imagine being married to Avril Lavigne, dude. The fact that like Mod's son is engaged to Avril Lavigne. I know. I, know. I saw that and I was like, Yo, what? Hello. I <laughs> I'm gonna talk oh shit God. about uh, a Damn. bunch of artists that I want to have on this podcast, but whatever. Um, there's just nothing going on behind those eyes of Avril Lavigne. There's just there's just nothing there. <laughs> just, just dead behind the eyes. And like I think that's why people thought she was a clone. But no, there's just nothing going on. I mean, Music I still think she could be a clone though. Music slaps. She could still she could. We don't know for replaced. sure. She's a replicant. Yeah. But she she really I'm not gonna like yeah, I, I get what you're saying, but I think that was kind of wasn't that the thing that we all loved? Like when I was younger, I thought her like, yeah, her like I literally don't care. That was what like I yeah. acted like that. Mm-hmm. Like I was like I'm Avril now. Like that's like I love that. Like I just don't understand what's going on <laughs> that she yeah. had. Yeah. I mean, like best damn thing came out when I was in middle school, and I listened to it until like it, it, straight through high school till now, and it was very formative for me. <laughs> I was like, yes. This is what I I need to be hearing. I was like, she's talking about Lemoncello. I don't know what that means, but yes. (laughs) I was like 12 in my grandma's car. I'm like, yes. Uh Lemoncello forever. (laughs) I was like, I don't think I've even had that now. I'm not going to lie. It's gross. It makes me. Now I'm questioning Avril's taste. (laughs) It's just, it's so sweet. Mm -hmm. It's so sweet. And. Well, hopefully strong if you're drinking it right. It's strong but sweet. But yeah. It's I don't know. I mean, she's drinking it again and again and again. She said so in a song, so rip her. Say that. She doesn't lie. <laughs> anyway, that's the most I will ever disgrace Avril Levine because I am a fan. Love all the music. Just like, man. It was really just that one uh <laughs> like time that it came out that like she was doing meet and greets, but then was like standing like a full four feet away from the person that she was taking the photo with and i was like that's just weird though like that's just weird there's a lot of people that are more popular than you that are like right up in there like hugging and like it just seems very strange that you're like so like i have to stand over here don't get too close and like there's something weird going on but i think about that but then i'm like imagine if she has like severe ocd or something and she's just never come out about it and she's like like now when i see things like this like i see people acting weird i like right away go to like oh 
this must be like because I have like severe like anxiety and stuff like that and I will like I'm so lovey and stuff sometimes and then sometimes <laughs> when I'm in a bad place it's like you don't know me they're like oh my god who was that and it was me and I like ripped someone's asshole apart so I I just feel like I imagine like if you're like oh okay now I have to meet and greet yeah. for five hours and I have OCD <laughs> and I hate this well it's like I think it's a Howie Mandel Whoever hosts a deal or a yeah. deal, I'm pretty sure that's him. He he's like a, a huge like severe germaphobe. So I that's what I were to think of it almost like same because yeah. every time like he would do like meet and greets too, but after he like every single person he like met, he'd have to like immediately like hand sanitize and disinfect. That man probably had the scaliest driest uh, yeah. hands. Yeah, he probably had disgusting. Ugh, oh imagine god! Imagine having like sandpaper yeah. hands and you're just like, hello, Howie Mandel. No. No, thank you. <laughs> Hello, no. Howie. Yeah, then I'm like, just don't do meet and greets. Like, I don't think artists should do meet and greets generally. I, I think it's just like, let's just, you know, hang out for the show, you know, see the music, sing along, have a vibe to that. And then like, maybe if an artist is like, you know what, I'm gonna go hang out by merch. And like, I'll, I'll meet some people over at the merch booth, because that's just a very nice, like, little stop no one has to pay to be there you know just just come and hang out but mm -hmm. i don't know i have a very weird sense of like what a meet and greet is and i know there's like a lot of conversation about that with now lizzie there's too much discourse well, we need to stop discourse i found out so like for for fallout boys current arena tour there's like three like different levels of vip and i read all of them and i'm like i think these all are the same exact thing because <laughs> there's like no distinguishing traits in it that much other than like oh you get like a vip host for this one. Oh, this one you don't get the vip post i'm like okay yeah. um i have no idea how much they are but um one of the biggest things was there was actually no meet and greet with the band for any of these levels so i don't know how much they actually are if there is no like actual meet and greet but i was on twitter um yesterday night and earlier today and someone tweeted out something ominous, of course. <laughs> and they were like, oh, we can all thank that one girl in 2018 for messing up Fall Out Boy not doing meet and greets anymore. And I was like, what happened? And everyone was like, hey, can you tell me more? I've never heard about this. Yeah, hey. And they were like, oh, I'll only DM you to tell you. And I was like, what? <laughs> That's literally like someone being like, did you hear about what happened last night? Oh, shit, wait, I can't tell you. Yeah. And then walking away, like, wait, excuse me? Yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> I don't know who this person is. I just want to know. I just want to scroll in the replies for the T to understand. But I, from yeah. what I got from it, it was that, like, someone was just being, like, very, like, touchy with everybody and, like, being, like, over, like overstepping boundaries. But they were, like, but it's also something like they were, like, well, I paid for this. I should. And I'm, like, mm, no, it's not how it works. Yeah. But that's what I gathered. I don't know if that's what it is, but it sounds like there was this oh one. Oh my god, I'm never doing person. a meet and greet if that's <laughs> Yeah. God, the the idea of I paid for this? Like that's yeah. crazy. Oh god. Yeah. Meet and greets shouldn't be a thing then if you think you can pay to like that's touch them. Weird. Cause like Yeah. I think about the people that are gonna spend that money and I'm like, you're not gonna be the most like I same. as a person don't really want to like pay to meet people i want to just kind of like go and enjoy the show like that's <laughs> me and i find myself to be fairly normal in that in that take but like i mean even if it was like one of my favorite bands i'm not going to be like yeah let me pay that extra money to go meet them because also like i'm gonna be weird like i'm gonna be like just a, a dorky fucking adult like that's weird no one wants to see that 
Yeah. I don't know. And like, if you ever met them again, you'd be like, hey, like I you saw can't really you. be friends with someone that you like yeah. paid five thousand dollars to meet once. Like, they, it's weird. It, there's a divide. And that divide yeah. is the stage and the audience. <laughs> I will say, I met Joe Troman from Fall Out Boy recently because of his book signing that was in my town, and like. I was kind of upset because they didn't realize how much it would actually sell, which they did this with Pete Wentz when he came to town. And I'm like, how would you not know that this very tiny bookstore would not fit a bunch of Fall Out Boy fans? So they had to cut the discussion. So they just had us all line up and like get our book signed and like talk to him for like two minutes, not even. And it was very much like my friends and I were in the line. We're like, what do we say to him? And we were like, yo, I don't know. Nothing. (laughs) He was very nice, what though. What would you? He was very nice. Like, and that was only $30. <laughs> and for a book to signing, me, yeah. one-fourth of Fall Out yeah. Boy. <laughs> but, like, yeah, you, you did it for the book. Yeah, the book is right here. Right behind Garfield. Okay, from here, but it's here. Yeah, sorry, Garfield. <laughs> my guy. Sorry, my guy. <laughs> um, well, we're almost at an hour. So I want to uh, do some plugs before we before we wrap up the pod. Um, I know you've got a show coming up later this month. Um, no meet and greets available. Uh, but if you want to like plug, but let's have drinks yeah. after the show. Yeah, you know, hang out if you're cool. <laughs> Be a norm- let's have a normal yeah, one, guys. It's a real normal one. Yeah. Um, but tell everybody where they can find <laughs> you on the internet, where they can uh, get tickets for the show, all the good stuff about all that. Okay, guys, uh, I do have my website, so it's it's me, Sam Um, and it's me, Sam Casey's like my tag on pretty much every social media. So just go to any of those and it will eventually direct you to the website. I'll try and make it as simple as possible for everybody. Um, and then, yeah, the website's got the ticket link. And of course, if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's it's me, Sam Casey, Sam Casey, not Sam. It's me, Sam Casey. And uh, I will be updating, like, on the story all the time for the release and the show. And, yeah, if you want to come out, have drinks with me and my mom <laughs> after. going to be so fun. Uh, Rivoli, Toronto, February 28th. At the Rivoli. Thank you. It's the February 25th at the Rivoli, yeah. 8 to 10. Perfect. 25th. Yeah, we got Stupid Bitch releasing the 24th. We've got more songs about weed and toxic relationships releasing. That's the EP. That's releasing on the 24th, 23rd, 24th. And then the show for more songs about weed and toxic relationships is the 25th. Nice. A busy yeah. three days. But a good three days, you know? Yeah. It's a good three days. It's up to it, and it's like, you Exactly. Know, perfect. I can't wait. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, everybody make sure you check it out. Follow. Um, if you're, if you're in the U S, uh, buy a ticket to Toronto in February. Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't, if you're in the US, DM yeah, me, I'll come yeah, yeah. to you. If you're in the U S DM, be normal and nice. Uh, yeah. Uh, no <laughs> maybe, meeting maybe greets. Maybe Sam will book a show, yeah. you know, there. Yeah. Uh, no one. Yeah. There's enough of you. Not one, not one little guy that wants me to come one to his house. Guy. <laughs> one little short king. <laughs> one little short king <laughs> from just, Chicago. I thought it'd be really cool if you came. <laughs> I'm not gonna do that. The Kermit voice. I, I want to buy you McDonald's. I, the I'm the American McDonald's. McDonald's. 
No. Actually, what about <laughs> what about the Sam Casey show at the defunct McDonald's oh God, across yeah. from the McDonald's Museum? Let's. Yes. Can we kiss yes. at the Sam Casey? Yeah. Show? <laughs> Let's make one of those like face, fake. Can uh, we Facebook loiter events. at the Gex Tree afterwards? <laughs> Can, Can we, we loiter, loiter at the McDonald's? Um, yeah, Sam. Uh, thank you for coming on. This was an absolute blast. Uh, yeah, everybody, go check yeah, it out. Go listen to the EP when it comes out later this month. Uh, this, some songs are Yay. out now. Some songs are out later. Uh, you just gotta follow everywhere, and uh, you'll know. Be cool. Don't be weird. And uh, yeah, we're gonna go hang out on Twitch a little bit longer. Um, but Sam, this is amazing. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Yeah, thanks. Thank you so much for having me, guys. Thank you for checking out this episode of the Emo Social Club podcast. It was it was worth five stars the whole time. And it will it's worth always five be stars worth five now. stars. Drop that five-star rating on whatever podcast app you're listening to. Head to our YouTube channel, Emo Social Club on YouTube. Drop a little like. Drop a little sub. Drop a little comment if you want. You know? You know, just tweet at us. Drop a little tweet. Drop a little stitch. Oh, tweet. Just drop on TikTok. Stuff. Your hands are full, and it's okay to just drop something. Yeah. Yeah, as long as it's five stars. Yeah. Drop all five of your stars on the podcast. We will be back next week with another episode of the podcast. Uh, we we hope to see you and say hi from all of us here at the Emo Social Club. I'm Brian. And I'm Lizzie. Hi. Bye. <laughs> Are you still thrown off that your brain just went burp? He's dying. I was like, we hope to say hi. And so I'm like, hi. Bye. <laughs> I don't know, man. The joke didn't land, but whatever. It doesn't okay. matter. What is this? The what is this going up on the internet for people to listen to? Who gives a shit? Excuse Delete me? Delete that whole section. Delete that whole Brian! section, <laughs> Cut it. I'm getting loose on the intro here. Whatever. Oh, no. Brian's um, like, I'm heading out soon. Don't worry. I'm getting loose now. Don't worry about it. <laughs>